Welcome to Her Next Play's Power Chat Podcast, hosted by Sarah Wegman and Audra Emerson. At Her Next Play, our mission is to develop the next generation of women leaders through sports. Sports build powerful leadership skills, and female athletes have enormous leadership and career potential. In our Power Chat Podcast, we talk to inspiring women leaders about sports, leadership, and careers. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Audra Emerson, and I am so excited to welcome our guest today, Alexis Robinson, to her next play, Power Chat Podcast. Alexis is an associate representative at Thrivent Financial. She has an MBA from Grand Canyon University and a bachelor degree in psychology from University of North Dakota. Alexis played volleyball at UND, where she racked up all sorts of accomplishments, including consistently leading the team in kills and she earned the 10th most single season kills record. She's also on our executive board for her next play and serves as our treasurer. So thank you again, Alexis, for being on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you for having me. So then after graduation, how did you end up going into accounting? Yeah, um, you know, I really, and things have changed, but you didn't used to really see a lot of females in that, in that top tier at businesses. And I know it's still a struggle and there's still a quality that we're seeking when it comes to that. But the CFO to me was like, I can go make a difference for a company and bring a new set of eyes and a new light to the company and the board and all of these major decisions uh, that maybe hasn't been thought of before. And you know, I just kind of was at a point in my life that I was like, I'm doing this for me. Uh, this isn't for someone else at this point. Um, but I kind of ended up losing my path in accounting because I, I found sitting at a desk in front of computer screens all day and not feeling like I was out in my community um, helping or making a difference. That was really hard for me. And it really kind of made me lose my love for the job. Um, and that's kind of when I ran into Thrivent. <laughs> so what was the appeal of being a CFO and what um, made you decide against that track? That was a really big part of it. Um, I think one of, one of the great things that I really loved about Thrivent was the amount of female leadership presence that they do have. Uh, and I loved that right off the bat. I was like, I'm drawn to these ladies. They have like this aura around them. That's just so exciting to be a part of. Um, And I ended up meeting with my now director and there was way too many similarities, right? Like (laughs) we look kind of the same and I'm just like, Oh, this is weird. Um, But yeah, I guess a lot of what it came down to was, I knew I could make a difference. And even if it's just for a few families and helping them find their path, that in itself is so incredibly rewarding. And um, one of my counterparts and I, we do a lot of work around education for women um, with financial advice. And so when we work primarily in this fiduciary capacity, so planning versus necessarily the sales of insurance or investments, Um, I'm able to really come alongside and partner with my clients much more uh, than than we would have been able to in the past. 
which I'm so incredibly proud of. And it makes me feel like I can really peel back the layers, um, talking about the money side and the emotional side with my psychology and pairing the two together really gives me this complexity that I can start to drain through with people as we talk through what their concerns are and what their goals are. Yeah, absolutely. Love that approach. And I just think it is so wonderful to even hear that you work with women. I feel like this is a kind of a common, we're seeing common themes with your professional and personal background, right? With wanting to help people in various capacities over the course of your life. And now really having that emphasis on the relationship and various roles. And this is just the latest. So that's fun to see. So how did you get the position at Thrive-In? I mean, people like, you know, or networking or cold calling and, you know, um, job fairs, internships. How did you actually land that position? So my parents have been with Thrivent for 15 years or so. Um, and they had a gift. So once my fiance and I got engaged, my mom's like, Hey, we need to get this signed over to you so that you can pull the money out when you need it for expenses. Um, so I met with my parents' advisor And we kind of talked about what my goals were and what my concerns were with the corporate life and where I wanted to go. And uh, she then introduced me to my director. And while I was in the room, uh, the advisor called my director and was like, hey, I have someone you need to meet. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So it was kind of coincidence. I definitely think networking is is such a great way to find open positions. Um, But yeah, it kind of just fell into my lap if if I can put it that way. (laughs) Well, I always say, you know, those opportunities, when we say, you know, sort of just, you know, happened, that's preparation. That is timing, of course, as well. But that's everything that you did prior to that. And you obviously impressed her <laughs> or she wouldn't have made that call right then and there. Yeah. So uh, good job on that front. So how have the skills that you learned as an athlete helped you in your career or helped you in this uh, latest role? <laughs> um Oh man, I would say in my career path in general, um, learning to take constructive criticism has been one of the best attributes I've learned. Um, I've always really been kind of a people pleaser. And so when I would get that criticism at the beginning, it it hurt really bad. Um, And you have to figure out how to take in that criticism and that feedback and then implement it. And it's okay to feel feelings about it and be maybe a little disappointed or um, sad that you're not competing at your highest or you're not doing the task perfect. Um, But then it's how, how do we redirect? How do we make that change and ask for help when we need it? Great. And so I think we work with you know, these female athletes that are transitioning, um, as you did, you know, from their collegiate careers into their professional careers, this class of 2020 is doing that under huge challenges. Um, 
what advice do you have for them as they enter into their next phase of their lives and enter the workforce? This is definitely uncertain times. Um, No one really knows where all of this is going. uh, And that makes it really hard. And for a lot of athletes, the best thing I can tell you is, is use your resiliency um, that you've learned. Um, Stay humble, but also it's okay to brag about yourself a little bit when you're in an interview. Talk about the good things that you do. Um, But also, you know, you're going to get rejected. Um, Most people don't go to their first job interview and that's the job that they end up in. Um, If and when you do get rejected by the company and it hurts, there is no doubt about that. There is no sugarcoating that when someone tells you we're going with someone else. Um, it's, it's tough, but the best thing you can do is, you know, thank them for their time. And if it's a company that you're really passionate about or, or even a position that you're like, I really thought that was where I wanted to be, ask them to keep you in mind. Um, cause even if they don't have something open up, a lot of the recruiters do talk to each other. Um, and the businesses get intertwined and there's networking and there's all these things. And, you know, if you treat them with that respect and you leave with that positive impression, there may be an opportunity that didn't really exist before that might now. Yeah. And I, as a recruiter, can attest to that. I, there's a person that came to mind that at Target that I was interviewing him for his third time, third position at Target. Um, He ultimately was hired for it, thank goodness. But yeah, like this ended up being a much better fit than the other two roles. And he even said, you know, at the time, so sad that he didn't get that other opportunity, but it led him to this role that was perfect and ideal. And that came through recruiters talking and I had this opening and I was talking with my team and his name kept coming up. So it works. I wholeheartedly agree. So I think also right now people are nervous about their finances under, you know, COVID and facing unique challenges or maybe, you know, changes to their income. What advice do you have for those people um, that are maybe questioning, should I go to an advisor? Should I not? Maybe I don't have a lot of money. So maybe I, you know, don't qualify for an advisor or what advice do you have for those individuals? Mm -hmm. This is a really good question. Um, And I think there's a lot of stigma around financial advisor um, because there is this, you know, there's wealth advisors and those are the ones that are like looking for high dollars, right? Um, If you're looking to talk with someone, talk with someone, Um, but ask, ask first if there's any cost to get in the door Um, and find someone who, and this is kind of silly, but honestly look at photos online and be like, yeah, I would talk to you. Um, (laughs) And there's nothing saying that if you meet with an advisor that you have to work with them. If they come back with something and you don't quite feel comfortable with it, it's okay to walk away. Uh, Yeah. But the best kind of advice I can offer those who are just starting their financial like lifestyles and maybe just starting to kind of build their own plan um, is one, start a budget. 
even if it's a simple one, uh, there's some really great apps that are out there. Um, one that I often recommend is uh, Mint, mint.com. You can look yeah. your bank accounts and it'll like track it all for you, which is great. Um, but otherwise, like just, just use an Excel sheet. There's a lot of templates out there. You can Google them. Um, Excel itself has some in it. And then just take an hour, take an hour a month. And even if it's ordering in your favorite dinner or if it's you and your significant other, like have a date night and spend an hour talking about your finances. Uh, make it a little bit fun because otherwise you don't want to do it. <laughs> Glass of wine makes that a lot more yeah. fun. Yes. Um, credit cards. This is a question I get a lot. Um, credit cards can be super enticing for people. Um, but the biggest thing to remember is you can build credit with them, but credit card debt is a really vicious cycle. Um, so especially when you're first starting out, don't overstretch yourself. Don't spend money on your credit card if you don't have it in your bank account. Um, because that's when it starts and you start being like, well, it's, I'll pay it off in 30 days. And all of a sudden that 30 days turns into three years and you've accrued so much interest. So be careful with credit cards. They're great. They're great tools, but make sure you have the cash to pay it off. Um, and the last thing, and this is something I really, really strive for, especially with women, talk about it. Um, Talk about what you're doing in your 401ks. Talk about your employer benefits. Um, ask each other questions, whether you're saving in mutual funds or ETFs or whatever it might be. Um, just don't be scared to talk about it. The more we act like it's a taboo conversation, the less likely we're ever going to help each other get ahead. Yeah, why do you think we are maybe less likely to talk about it as women? Honestly, I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that a lot of women, the, the wage gap used to be really prevalent. Um, and I think women used to be embarrassed uh, that they weren't making as much as their male counterparts or um, they didn't want to make someone feel bad if they weren't making as much money. A lot of women, it's so emotional around our money. And what it, it has to come down to feel right for you. Um, sometimes you may just be like, you know, I, I don't know that experience. I can't talk to it, but you know, there's so many guys, it's the same as interviewing, right? Guys are always going to talk about how great they're and all the wonderful things they're doing and not feel bad about it. Um, yep. women are so much more, uh, I'm going to hold back. I don't want to be bragging. Um, and it's not bragging. It's simply giving each other ideas on how to be successful. Yeah, you're almost doing the other person the favor, right? For having that conversation, but you'll learn and grow from it too on all fronts, financial, professional. I agree. That's great. Well, thank you for sharing your advice and your journey with us because I know so many women are walking this path and will take inspiration um, and ideas from it. So thank you for that. We are now ready for the rapid fire portion of our podcast. So are you ready for some of those fun questions? Oh, I think so. All right. Favorite female athlete? Oh boy. Uh, Kelsey Robinson from the women's uh, volleyball team. Yeah. Very good. Favorite sports team? Minnesota Wild. Have to love it when you go to school at UND. <laughs> yes, absolutely. 
Favorite Olympic sport? I love beach volleyball. I do too. I'm so yeah, bad so, at it. So I love watching them play. <laughs> How different is it? Oh, it's so different. I mean, I'm a little shorter and I'm not super crafty, so I'm not very good at it. <laughs> All right. A little bit of a maybe pre-COVID question, but do you high five or fist bump? Definitely a high five. All right. Would you rather have the power to fly or be invisible? <laughs> I hate traffic so much I'd rather fly. There you go. Get to work a lot faster. Yeah. <laughs> or anywhere a lot faster. Um, are you a sweet or salty gal? Ooh, salty. All right. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Do you uh, prefer Hulu, Netflix, or Apple TV? Uh, I'd have to go with Netflix on that one. All right. And do you like Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook better? I like Instagram. I like to see the little snippets. Yep. All right. Last show that you binge watched? New Girl again. I think that's like the third time since quarantine. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Favorite podcast? Um, Up and Vanished. The last book that you read? Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Ooh, what is that one? Um, it's kind of talking about the, the various uh, kind of roadblocks that a team can run into and how the collaboration can be ceased. Um, if everyone's not firing at the same level and respecting each other's opinions and taking them into account as you move forward, and the best one for me out of that whole thing was, it's okay to disagree. Um, I have a hard time arguing my point. I always just want to say, oh, yeah, you're right. Um, but that's one big takeaway that I got out of that one. Oh, good. Good lesson. And uh, what was the first music concert that you ever went to? Uh, Gwen Stefani. <laughs> Love that. If you could have dinner with anyone, alive or dead, who would it be? Uh, my grandma. I lost her just a couple months ago, and I, I really miss her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Good. Well, also, our last question to kind of wrap things up. If you had to draft four other players to play volleyball with you, what other four starting players would you want on your team? <laughs> this is a really hard question. Um, so because it's hard to just pick four, or <laughs> well, because I I want to play, so I want to make sure no one's going to take my spot. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> other positions. Yeah. So less famous than all the others, we'll start with Becky Egan. I coached with her, and she's a setter. She played at the U of M. She's amazing, and I love her. She's just the greatest. Um, Catherine Plummer, because it's Catherine Plummer. Um, Tori Dixon, I played against her in high school and now she's on the women's U.S. team and she's just, she's fabulous. Um, and then Misty May Trainer, I just think she's just legendary at that point. Love it. Good. Well, Alexis, thank you again for being on the Her Next Play Power Chat podcast. It's just been so fun to get to know you more. And I know that everybody's really going to take so much from your conversation with us. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I love what Her Next Play does and what, what it stands for. And I'm just really happy to be able to share my story and hopefully make some, make some changes for the women we're impacting. So. 
And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Her Next Play Power Chat Podcast. We hope you've been inspired to become part of our community and join us in our mission to develop the next generation of women leaders through sports. You can help support us by heading to our website at www.hernextplay.org to join our booster club as a donor or a volunteer. And follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Her Next Play to learn more about our programs and upcoming events. We'll be back soon for the next Power Chat.